I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Friday, March 17th, 2023, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. So, Jay, $2.2 billion is the amount that was transferred from defunct crypto company FTX, long live, to its founder, Sam Bankman-Fried, SBF, through related entities per court filings by new management. It's a tough look for Sam, Jay, I have to say, but I got to ask you, what would you do with $2 billion? Well, I can tell you what I would do with $2 billion if I was Sam. I would use a big chunk of that on my criminal defense attorneys. If it was me, I do have a joke. You want to hear a topical joke about it? Yeah, I want to hear the joke. Maybe it'd help bail out Credit Suisse. Yeah. Is that... That's a real nerdy news joke. That's uh, very philanthropic of you. You could save... (laughs) What you're saying is you want to save the global economy, which I respect. And really, it's altruistic, really. What would you do with two bill? Two bills a lot. Liquid, you know what I would do? I would buy 100 million mosquito nets and save millions of lives in Africa. And that would still only be like $20 million. <laughs> and you can still buy that yacht you have your eye on. You can't even conceive of how much money that is. Like it's an incredible amount of wealth. Well, with that amount, you might be able to afford a house in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Another yeah. joke. See? Maybe two. I'm full of them today. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> sure. Aside from that, what do we have for Peak Pals on this Friday? For our first story, beer tax. For our second story, new AI tools. And for our last story, Alberta is calling. Well, and they're going east now. For our first story, it's not a happy St. Patty's Day for everyone today. On the year's premier drinking day, Big Beer is ramping up a fight with the federal government over a looming tax hike on the sudsy, delicious stuff. By the way, happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. And so driving the news, the feds will hike the alcohol excise tax levied at the moment of manufacturing rather than the moment at sale, like a sales tax, by 6.3% in April. So that means that the manufacturers will have to pay 6.3% tax, not the end customer. Now, the feds introduced the tax in 2017, and they adjust the rate annually to match the pace of inflation. Depending on the size of operations, domestic brewers will now pay between $3.70 to $31.46 for every 100 liters of 2.5% or higher beer they brew. Beer Canada is as happy about the hike as Springfield was about non-alcoholic duff. It's a Simpsons joke. Asking the feds to freeze the hike until 2025 when inflation hopefully calms down. Beer Canada has an ally in the House of Commons Standing Committee on Finance. The bipartisan group said this year's budget, set to be tabled three days before the hike, should include a freeze to help, quote-unquote, the prosperity and viability of the domestic beer industry. And this all matters because if the tax hike goes through, brewers will pass the new strain on their pockets down to consumers and establishments already dealing with inflationary pressures. One craft brewer told Saltwire, quote-unquote, an increase right now is definitely painful. Now, if craft brewers are forced to pay higher prices, consumers might actually start to trade down. But making beer more expensive is sort of a win for the feds. New federal guidelines aim to encourage Canadians to drink less, and tax hikes are a great way to shift behavior. While most people still aren't about that, the young crowd is actually more likely to heed the word. For our second story, after Google unveiled some sweet AI workspace features, Microsoft reasserted its pole position in the AI arms race with a product it claims will transform work as we know it. How is work going to be transformed, Jay? It's Clippy. No, it's not Clippy. Here's what happened, Brett. Microsoft introduced 365 Copilot at its Future of Work with AI event yesterday. The new feature uses large language model technology, which is the secret sauce behind the chatbot ChatGPT, to assist users in its 365 apps. Like, so really think Clippy, but, you know, with superpowers. That's a, Clippy with a cape. <laughs> 
Microsoft put on an impressive display in pre-recorded videos, to be fair, and so it wasn't live, but it showcased Copilot's ability to generate PowerPoints from simple prompts, summarize Excel data, provide real-time recaps of Teams meetings, and more. Microsoft is testing Copilot with 20 customers, including Fortune 500 corporations, and will expand testing in the coming months before unveiling a price point. Now, to zoom out, for any big tech company, by the way, yesterday at our Emerging Leaders event, somebody was hoping that in my remarks, they would ask that I would do a zoom out sound. Oh, that's funny. So I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> I let them down. But for any big tech company, generative AI offerings have gone from a nice to have to an absolute must. The newest entrant to the fray, Apple, whose teams, including the one focused on that faded AI starlet Siri, are experimenting with language generating AI. Now, condolences to companies whose AIs disappoint, like Baidu, aka China's Google, whose stocks plummeted after the grand unveiling of its Ernie chatbot while it flopped. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Generative AI will soon be a daily part of your work life. And while it presents vast potential to increase productivity and blaze through grunt work, it also has left some people scared that they'll be out of work. So get ready. Plus, the pace at which these new AI products are being rolled out is a little concerning considering the danger AI poses and how much chatbots still, well, just get wrong. And it's extra concerning when Microsoft rolls out a product days after laying off its entire, you guessed it, AI ethics team. Ouch. Well, the the AIs replaced it. (laughs) Right, AI ethics. There we go. For our third story, wide open spaces, majestic mountains, and cheap housing, Alberta is marketing itself as the new land of opportunity to East Coasters. So after luring thousands of Canadians from Ontario and BC last summer with a successful, a smashingly successful Alberta is Calling campaign, the province is now rolling out radio ads and billboards in Atlantic Canada to attract new workers from out east. In the third quarter of 2022, almost 20,000 more Canadians moved to Alberta than left it, the highest net interprovincial gain in the country. Alberta's Jobs, Economy, and Northern Development Minister, Brian Jean, said there are currently over 100,000 job vacancies in the province. And here's why it matters. For Ontarians, Alberta was an easy pitch. Housing is more affordable, the overall cost of living is lower, and there's high demand for workers. But while 130,000 people have left Ontario in the last year, the second most popular destination was Atlantic Canada, surprisingly. The average house price in Edmonton last year was about $390,000 compared with around $252,000 and $381,000 in New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, respectively. Wages in Alberta also tend to be higher than they are out east, but the real estate market in Atlantic provinces have proven to be slightly more resilient. The Alberta government may be trying to outcompete the East Coast with its economic pitch, but analysts still think Atlantic Canada will see net gains in terms of migration flows both this year and next. In the competition for labor, the East Coast won't go down without a fight. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. Have a good day, Peak Pals. Have a good weekend, all. And Brett, if you want to do some good old-fashioned St. Patrick's Day fun, the Marlies, the Toronto Marlies. Toronto St. Pat's. They're wearing their Kelly Greens today and tomorrow for their home games. We'll be at one of them. You choose which one, and we'll see you there, Brett. I'm just sad that the Toronto Maple Leafs will not be playing Ryan O'Reilly in their Toronto St. Pat's uniforms, because that would have been perfect. Oh. Sad. That would have been perfect. When you give me shock waves.